the word of the Lord from Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 through 15. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. And if you've been filled in him, who is the head of all rule and authority? In him you were also circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, by putting off the body of the flesh, by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our gospel proclamation comes from the epistle to the church in Colossae that I just finished reading for you and serves as the basis of our theme for the seventh Sunday of Pentecost, eternal walking his way. Sunday was a wonderful day to be back with everyone after a long two weeks away. Don't get me wrong, I would have taken all four of my weeks of vacation if I could have, but two was plenty and I was refreshed and ready to get back to work. So when I came in on Sunday, I was met with an interesting set of developments. I typically park in the back lot and come in through the kitchen for Sunday morning continental breakfast and Bible and devotion hour. And as I walked through the kitchen, I saw a bicycle with a sleeping bag next to it. And that usually means one thing in this community, a homeless person. Well, I walked into the social hall and found Wanda visiting with a young man that looked familiar with me. He had long, clean, dark hair over his shoulders, clean clothes, and looked healthy. But his familiarity I could not escape. So I asked him if we'd met before. He told me that he graduated from Eustis High in 2012. And other than that, I just couldn't place him. Wanda told me that he had participated in Dave Douglas's grit brook, and while he had a few relapses, he was clean for 35 days as of Sunday. And that's when we had a real conversation about redemption, hope, and forgiveness in Christ no matter how many times we might lapse and fall back into old destructive habits. You know, I've encountered a lot of people who say at the end of their lives, or at least later in life, they have no regrets. And strangely enough, I've been thinking about that a lot as I get along later in life. I got to tell you, I have regrets, lots of them. And I shared as much with the young man who visited with the bicycle in his sleeping bag. 
But we don't have to live with the burden of those regrets or even consider them ever again. Because Paul tells us today, God is taking care of those past misgivings, regrets, and sins. So they'll never shame us again. Paul tells us in the opening of today's lesson that we can believe, teach, and confess this reality of forgiveness for us and others daily. We can be thankful every day for what he has given us that lasts eternally, not just temporarily like sin. We can be thankful for the opportunities gained, not by the opportunities lost in careers, homes, and family. We can rejoice in the ultimate truth of Jesus rather than be kidnapped again by the empty way of life, incompetent policy, and orchestrated systemic cultural deception. When you are tempted by the lunacy of this world, never forget what you're walking away from. Now, walking away in and of itself is a sacrament of sorts in our world today. I hear about young men and women still in the dating scene, knowing they must have the walkaway power early in a relationship when they can see the signs that this relationship is going nowhere fast. I see this in new college graduates who have so many opportunities career-wise, always ready to walk away in a moment's notice for a better opportunity elsewhere. I see this in bright junior high and high school students who can tell when a situation requires them to walk away before the sinful, destructive behavior of the group begins and they still have a chance to escape for they're associated with the damage done. That's all good walk away. But there's bad walk away too. I've watched husbands and wives simply give up on their marriages, walking to others outside their marriage who encourage them to walk away from their children and spouses. I've seen companies walk away from loyal employees by cutting their pay, benefits, and increasing their workload, telling them to walk away if they don't like it. I've even seen adult children walk away from helpless senior parents and other children run away from abusive parents who walked away from godly parenting long before. Now we must be wary when we walk away, lest we walk away from the one who walked the way to the cross for our sake. Because walking away from Jesus, we walk away from the one thing that can keep us from walking away from all the ways that walk us right into the arms of Satan himself. Because Jesus walked away with our sins blended with his body all the way to the cross. And he walked away from the tomb alive again. Our sins stayed in hell with Satan himself. When Jesus told him to his face, they would never be held against us ever again. This grants us the ability to walk in a way that we could never have walked without him. So my doctor told me my last annual checkup that it was time to start walking away from the saturated fats and do a little more walking to the gym. Some of you know that Marcy and I run, but that wasn't good enough for Dr. Finlay. She wanted to see me doing some weightlifting. Now, other than push-ups and sit-ups in the army, I've never really done any weightlifting. Well, Maybe just a little in high school with a basement gym set, but nothing really regimented at all. So Marcy and I started checking out the local gyms and finally settled on the one that says on the wall, no judgment zone. Now that did it for me. 
I just wanted to go where nobody is telling me what to do and I can get my weightlifting in. Now, Marcy and I run there too because we don't have to run in the heat or the rain. One thing I'm keenly aware is that good habits are formed when you do them for 30 days straight, making sure you don't give up and walk away. And talking with Micah, who went there before us, we agreed that it even gets a little addictive. And you look forward to going there. I'm there, except for leg day. Ugh, I hate leg day. Doing this regularly for about 30 days now, we seem to be in the habit and mindset of not walking away. And quickly becoming a part of a community where people talk to us and recognize us as a part of their world at the gym. As this happened, I was reminded about how this is like life here at Faith. So many here, long before I was even the pastor, have stayed with this ministry and never considered walking away. Even during the great exodus of 2012-2013, many of you still here today never had any intention of walking away from your church, no matter how many were. You knew that walking here at faith always meant walking with your Savior Jesus, regardless of what was happening in the community, the world, or with your brothers and sisters in Christ, more motivated to walk away in difficult days. You knew that church would be here with unapologetic devotion to God in prayer and word and sacrament worship without exception. You knew that walking with Christ meant feeding the hungry, educating the community, and mission to Asia, Germany, and even Russia, as well as across the street. And you knew that this family of Christ was never worth walking away from for all the walking with your friends you have already done. The footpaths are evident all over this community. Walking for life's choices to help young women in crisis pregnancy. Walking to Agape to stock shelves with food for families with bare cupboards at home. And walking to school families' houses during COVID to remind them we cared about them and will continue ministering to them even when we cannot be with them in person. So as soon as Bible study started on Sunday, the young man I was sharing with the gospel with walked away. Having been filled with food, that was enough for him. And that is the way it will be for most people who walk into faith. Many will, in fact, walk away. But we know that God is keeping us here ready to welcome the ones who once walked away, but now come back, ready to walk away from sin, walk away from homelessness, walk away from abuse, walk away from all of Satan's destructive forces. Not because they could walk on their own, but because Jesus carried them through the cross to the eternal life, we can only walk his way. Amen. Now may that peace which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.